Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. Many social justice warriors have stumbled onto a really good paying gig. It seems that almost every school district, hospital, government agency, company, and organization is trying to hire wokeness experts. (laughs) They create these positions and, and hire these people and give them names like Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, right? They pay them these large amounts of money to show just how serious they are about fighting racism and and all of this woke stuff. Well, they have succumbed to the blackmail tactic of leftists. This is a, a really lucrative game that leftists play using cancel culture as a weapon. First, they create a problem. Then they create victims. Then they show how only they can help solve the problem. And if you do not hire one of them, then you're not only not serious about the problem, you are a part of the problem and you need to be canceled. (laughs) Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Leftists take a real thing like racism, for example. Are there racists? people that believe that one race is is superior to another? Yes, there are. Is it a huge problem in our country? No, despite what President Biden has said as far as it's like our number one threat to, to our society, right? Then they blow this whole thing into a huge issue, an emergency, if you will. They say that everyone that is a that is white, is racist, and call it systemic racism and critical race theory. No one wants to be seen as a racist, of course, so most play right into the trap. If you say anything against systemic racism or question CRT, then you are a part of the problem, and obviously you're racist yourself. Not only are you not supposed to be racist, but If you are not doing something anti-racist, then again, you're racist and a part of this huge problem. They they create victims of of this huge problem. And, And if you are a race other than white, then you are a victim that deserves something from the oppressor and the privileged whites. They have to prove, of course, to this victim class that they are victims by showing videos and, and claiming data stuff. They, they show videos of like George Floyd, for instance, which had absolutely nothing to do with racism and, and make statements that the police are killing blacks for no reason other than racism. You know, blood is flowing in the streets from these blacks being killed by all these police officers. You know, and they say all this, even though the, the facts show that an unarmed white male is more likely to be shot by police than an unarmed black male, and that a police officer himself is 18 and a half times more likely. Now, that's 18 and a half more times, not 18% more likely. 
they are 18 and a half more times likely to be shot by a black male than an, than an unarmed black male to be shot by police. The, 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 lastly, these, these woke experts set themselves up as the enlightened ones. They are the only hope for this victim class. They preach equity instead of equality. And they say that you as an organization, you need to hire them on six-figure salaries or they will sue and cancel you. What, what does creating a position for and, and hiring a director of diversity, equity, and, and inclusion insinuate? I mean, if, if you're an organization and you are looking to create this position and hire these people, what, what does it say about your organization? Well, number one, that you have a problem with diversity, let's say. I mean, if you're hiring somebody of this caliber and this for you know this amount of money, you you obviously have a problem with diversity. What kind of problem would diversity mean? Well, that you only hire white people because your organization is systemically racist, so you need them. Number two, it also says that you have an equity problem. There are not enough minorities per capita within your organization and in leadership positions as well. This is the case even if you have equality of opportunity. You still do not have equity of outcome. We did a podcast not too long ago on this. You can go to uncommonsensepodcast.com. You can go back and you can listen to that one and understand the difference because there is a difference. Words mean things. And when they say equity, they're not meaning equality. They're meaning equity of outcome, not equality of opportunity. And third, what does it say about your institution? Well, you do not include minorities in all things because, of course, you're racist. You exclude non-whites because you are afraid of those that do not look like you. And you do not feel comfortable around them. So you exclude them from most things within your organization. So in order to rectify this, you have to hire one of these woke experts, name the position, the director of diversity, equity, and inclusion, or something like that. And there you are on the road to making amends for being such a systemically racist organization. You create this position, you pay six-figure salaries to these people. Why? Because they're supposed to create mandatory conferences and meetings and make policy changes. And if you don't do this, then you're a target for a lawsuit and cancellation. So I ran across an article by Jason Rance uh, here just the other day from July 31st. And he gives a little ray of hope to the situation. Uh, Alexander Zandoff uh, is a Tumwater School District um, Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. <laughs> so he actually has that exact title. 
and he, he's a, uh, the, the Tumwater School District is a school district in the state of Washington, where this podcast is based out of. It's not there in Tumwater, but we're out of the state of Washington. In one Washington school district, parents were fuming after discovering a new high-paid diversity director posted bigoted and hateful social media memes targeting Christians, white people, Trump supporters, and Republicans. <laughs> Alexander uh, uh, Zadanov is actually his name. Zadanov was hired less than a month ago. So he just filled the position a month ago as Tumwater School District's new director of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And up until a month ago, he was also posting hateful memes on Facebook. He admits to the posting of the offensive content. But his answers to angry parents actually may have done him in. So let's take a look at this. It says um, that, that this director uh, wasn't being very inclusive by what he was saying. The uh, controversy over uh, Zandanov's uh, appointment began when district parents posted screenshots of memes he shared on his Facebook that went back to 2019 even and other posts uh, that were just posted in June of this year. And they are objectively offensive. One meme depicts a black Jesus with the text, quote, if Jesus looked like this, would white conservatives still be Christians? Unquote. And that's, that's offensive. Another showed a Trump lawn sign that reads, Trump, keep America great. Kind of your your standard Trump sign. And next, uh, but then next to the text, it says, "What you see on your lawn," which is this Trump sign. Below the Trump sign is another one, but with a little different text. The sign says, "Racists live here." What I see on your lawn. So basically, what he's saying is, you're saying, "Keep America great" with Trump. And what I see is, I see that you're a racist and you live here. So that's offensive. Uh, a, a meme posted on June 28th read, read man, if it, uh, man, it said, man, it must be so hard to come to this country and learn English. For example, there is a silent K in the word night, four silent Ks in the word knickknack and three silent Ks in the word Republican. Again, trying to say that all Republicans are racist, you know, KKK members. On Twitter, Zaninoff described himself as a co-conspirator or slash ally and includes hashtag CRT in his bio. He's he's not really active on, on Twitter. His last post was a retweet, actually, from 2020. The message he amplified read, quote, we cannot transform schools at the pace of white comfort, white guilt, or white privilege. Too damn slow. It must be at the pace of oppressed white people's desire to be free. Speed up, homie, is what he reposted. Screenshots of the posts went viral as soon as this started to come out. 
Um, and soon, uh, soon after the parents sent them to Tumwater um, Superintendent Sean Dotson, the Facebook page went private. So <laughs> obviously he didn't want uh, any more people seeing what he had posted. Uh, Dodson called a meeting of the Equity Advisory Committee. So they literally have an Equity Advisory Committee. <laughs> and, and, uh, and he called a meeting of this committee to discuss the controversy, controversy in more detail. Nearly 150 parents, community members, and, and staff attended the Zoom meeting. Most of the speakers actually grilled or <laughs> roasted uh, Zandanoff. Um, and, and he started the meeting by explaining the Trump-Biden presidential election triggered his posts. Now, get this. This is what he said. He said, quote, The very first and foremost thing that I want to convey to you is that I have to own the posts. I have to admit not only to you, but publicly to the community, to the district, that those posts were incredibly insensitive, he confessed. During a political campaign, things get heated and bothered. And this of this type of thing, he says. <laughs> so for whatever reason, I contributed to the problem of a very, very contentious election and political environment that we find ourselves in today, as opposed to being a part of the solution, is what he is what he said about it. Now he acknowledged that the posts are, you know, something that I have to ask forgiveness for, is what he said. And Dodson, then he's the superintendent. He opened the floor for questions, and he he says that many um, posts uh, don't represent his views. Um, he was he was able to to ask. Now th this this is kind of interesting because um, because the, the when the questions came down, Zanadoff, um was was asked some some questions at this meeting and. And Rands, who writes this article, was able to ask him if he believes Republicans, Trump supporters, and or Christians are racist. And what does Zanonoff say? He said, inequivocally, no. So he doesn't believe what he's posting or what he's saying now is just a lie. And he said, I do not believe that just because you are of a particular political party, that you're racist, or particular, uh, particularly for Christians. I myself am a Christian, he replied. I believe wholeheartedly in that faith system. <laughs> Doesn't sound like he has a relationship with Jesus, but we, we, we digress. I, I want you to understand, he says, that those posts were, for whatever reason, I was flippant, and I shared with my friends, it's a ha-ha, it's a laugh. It's not a laugh. It's not funny. He continues, I contributed to the problem and I perpetuated all of the divisiveness that is currently going on, not only during the political campaign, but also is continuing on today. So I have to take ownership that I contributed as opposed to what am I doing to be a part of the solution. And this is this, this was his statement. Now, he vowed to treat Republicans, Trump supporters, and Christians fairly as, as, as a director. But he's obviously trying to say things that would save his job, wouldn't you say? <laughs> because the, because he, he had a lot of things out, out there and recent things, obviously, even right up to just a month ago. 
the parents are calling them out on this controversy. Uh, the parents aren't buying it. Parents, for the most part, uh, were not buying Danov's excuses. One after another, parents spoke and strongly condemned him. Uh, here's here's one mother, Sarah. Uh, she said that she doesn't believe that he suddenly has seen the error of his hateful ways. <laughs> she said this. She said, your last post was on June 28th. Do you really expect me to believe that a month ago you have just changed your mind within the last 30 days? And of what started in 2019, that's when they started, she said. These bigoted, disgusting posts started in 2019. You really expect me to think that you've changed within 30 days? A father, Andrew... Uh, he wondered if Zaninoff uh, violated the school's anti-discrimination policy. So wouldn't that be kind of a switch? You know, the, these school districts have, have uh, adopted so many of these anti-discrimination policies uh, against, you know, conservatives and some of these uh, uh, type, types of, of groups that they feel are, um, you know, privileged and that type of thing. Wouldn't it be interesting if if the same discrimination policies were were used in reverse against them? Um, and, and he, and this, this Andrew, this father, he, he picked up on the same theme as Sarah. He says, you said earlier, the mo, uh, that most of this was caused by anger or hatred or whatever. It was fueled by a contentious election. However, you were continuing to make racist posts and statements on your social media site just a month ago, he said. So how do you expect us to believe one, that you're telling the truth here and that you're, you've are you changed with such a short amount of time in between said post and now. Now, Danoff again blamed the election, even though the last post came seven months after Biden took office. So he's obviously not telling the truth. Some parents took this personally and, and they said they, they struggled to read the bigoted posts uh, and realized Ananoff would be in, in charge of this diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, of their kids. Um, Sean is a father in, in the district, and, and, uh, and he, he said that he was definitely unhappy uh, with, with Ananoff and wanted his dismissal immediately. He said, you know, you're, you talk like a true politician, he said, <laughs> and, and as far as as you're calling people out and pigeonholing people in certain categories, he, he told Danidoff, everybody in America today is either white, black, Republican, Democrat, Muslim, Jewish. We're not Americans anymore. And you know why? Because people like you are pigeonholing people. Apparently, if you're a Trump supporter, you're obviously racist. You know, you're a trained professional. You should know better than this. I don't believe anything you said. I don't believe that you regret it. Your comments, your posts, your reaction since since then don't support it. And I and, and I don't. I clearly don't believe you is what Sean said. So when when did the, the the question here really gets down to when did the district know about these posts? Superintendent Dodson said that the district di- didn't learn about the posts until his in, this week after they spread online. Some parents questioned the incompetence of the hiring process for not checking with you know his social media. 
Some didn't believe the excuses, implying the district knew about the content. Now, here's here's Rance here, and he he had the opportunity on this on this call, the Zoom call, to ask Dodson, the superintendent, if they would hire if they would have hired Zeninoff if the posts were uh, you know let's say comparably bigoted toward people of color. And and here's the question, Sean, if Alexander posted similar content about black people leaning into offensive stereotypes and insults, would you have hired him? So what I would tell you to start is I didn't see these posts until they were sent to me yesterday. Um, Would have been something certainly we would have addressed at that stage. But as far as if they had been, uh, so so tell me what kind of post you're talking about so I can understand what that is. Is that- uh, Well, one post, for example, shows uh, an image of Jesus as a black man. It says, if Jesus looked like this, would white conservatives still be Christian? Another one shows a sign of uh, Donald Trump that says, what you see on your lawn, Trump sign, uh, what I see is a racist lives here. And then you have uh, white men uh, in MAGA hats surrounding a black person at a, uh, a counter. So my question is, if you saw similarly, because uh, I think we can all agree these are sensitive and offensive, Alexander acknowledges that. If you saw those same posts uh, concerning black people or Latinos, people of color, would you have hired him? And since you just indicated that this could have been at least discussed had you known at the time, how would it have been discussed? So the first question, I, I, I'm still a little because to equate, I'm not sure. Uh, are, are, are you saying if there had been, say, someone had posted racist posts, um, would we yes, have hired them? Of, this instead position? of ideologically bigoted posts or anti-Christian posts, if the target of his ire happened to be Black, Latino, uh, Asian, Jews, uh, you name it, other than white people, would you have hired him? I anticipate if there had been racist posts posted, we would have taken that into consideration, certainly as a hiring committee. That's, I mean, gosh, yes. I mean, that would, wouldn't be automatically disqualifying. That would just be discussed. Well, I, no, I, I think if, I mean, I think someone for this position who had posted posts that were um, facially racist, that would have probably been uh, a, a something that would have made it um, disqualifying for the position had we known that at the time of firing. Right. Is it less serious because his position focuses on diversity and equity and uh, the district does not view uh, either Christians, white folks, or Trump supporters uh, indicative of, of extra protection from bigotry? You know, that's, uh, I, I'm, I hear your point and I appreciate it. And I'm, I, I guess I need a little time to process that as you've shared it with me. And under, uh, I, I think what you're, what you're saying is you feel like these are equally disqualifying. It sounds like that's what you're saying, and so I wanted to clarify. No, I didn't. I didn't specifically say that these that these messages are equally disqualifying. I think it's a question. I see what you're. I'm seeing, of course. I'm watching, also watching in the chat to kind of see how people are responding, and and uh, because we a lot of have a lot of people here, and there's a lot happening in the chat right now. But uh, I, I think what you're saying is is that essentially um, a feeling that having posted this and and in a way that um, was disrespectful to a political party, you feel like should equally disqualify him from the position. So 
Um, so I have seen the posts and, and Chris, you're absolutely right. I have seen the posts. I saw those, uh, I saw those initially late yesterday afternoon and then further today. So, um, I, so I think if you're asking me to on the spot decide, does that disqualify him from the position? I feel like I do have to walk away and I have to process that. And so, um, but I appreciate hearing from you. That's why we're here. And I want to, that the intent is to, to gather your questions and concerns. I've been getting those by email and I'm, I'm hearing, um, I'm, I'm hearing and seeing the concerns that people are sharing in, in your posts right now. So um, I, I know that doesn't fully answer your question. And I guess, Jason, I, I need to, um, I, I'm not gonna make that decision on the spot right now, but I'm hearing the concern and I'm comfortable walking away and processing what you've shared and, and making decisions about that. So, um, So first, this superintendent who is, paid a six-figure salary guaranteed for being an expert at children's education is either stalling for time to think of a good answer or is so ignorant of the situation to even have have thought through the possibility that Zaninoff is a racist himself. Then he finally admits that he has never considered anyone but white Christian conservatives to be racist. And that if he saw racism by someone other than a white Christian conservative, that it would not be grounds for immediate dismissal, even though it would be if it was a white Christian conservative. This is why he was not vetted in the first place. I'm convinced of this. The superintendent does not think that racism and bigotry against whites, Christians, or conservatives is really racism or bigotry. Or if it is, then it's justified. Dodson even tells an angry parent that, quote, it is our expectation that our leaders serve as leaders for all of our students and families, and that I am confident that Mr. Zaninoff is committed to that, unquote. So they were going to keep him. They, this, they hired him for a reason, they were going to keep him, but as I started out this podcast saying that there was a silver line in this, uh, lining in this, in this story, there, there is. Lori Sale is a district school board member and served on the hiring committee that selected Zaninoff. She attended the meeting to hear parents uh, express their concerns, and she had just an earful um, to say, and, and basically what it could be all summed up in, in one thing here. She says, I, I was sick to my stomach. She said, and listening and seeing these, these memes. And she said, I would have, uh, I would like to just say that when we were interviewing these candidates, these candidates came to us, we thought it was vetted. And she had no idea at the time of the interview of these posts. So they were not, he was not vetted. These people were not vetted. They were you know, brought, uh, probably knowing exactly where they come from. You don't hire somebody like this without knowing and uh, that, that these people are, are not inclusive people. These people um, uh, support CRT. These people support uh, and, and, and think along the lines of systemic racism. And, and so when they're spouting things on social media like this, well, that's, that's who they are. She said the, the, 
Uh, and and here's here's what happened. Because, and this is why it's so important to be on a school board. The school board is the boss of the superintendent. The school board is the, is the boss. I mean, obviously the voters who vote for a school board, but the, the school board has a say in what happens in a school district. This is why it is so important for Christians and conservatives to be on school boards, run for a school board position, because here's the board's response. The board, quote, the board and superintendent heard the concerns and recognized the need to move in a different direction for our equity leadership position. The district said in a statement, after significant discussion of and reflection on the community's feedback and concerns, the superintendent has accepted the resignation of the district of the district's recently hired director of diversity, equity, and inclusion. The statement cited concerns from community members and staff for the decision. So see, because parents stood up the, and the school board made a decision, despite the superintendent, what he wanted, they were able to get rid of this guy because he is flat out racist and bigoted. And so, like I say, I maintain that this is our responsibility as Christians is to get involved in our communities. This is definitely one way to do that. And it helps our kids. You may agree. You may disagree. I would love to hear from you. Facebook, you can get on there, our Facebook page. Uh, you can go, go to Instagram. Uh, or obviously, you can hear everything and see even our merchandise uh, at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you again for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.